You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. cheery chipper chums and chats oh my gosh. <laughs> welcome to good job brain your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast this is episode six and of course i am your humble host karen and along with me are our ready gleeful and gregarious gang of co-host contestants oh, uh you nice. flaked out on the last two words <laughs> group I'm, I'm running out of it's poetic license you could have said group maybe group yeah, yeah gregarious gang. group gang Gang's not gaggle. bad. Yeah. The wheels. Oh, gaggle. Gaggle. Yeah. Gaggle. Yeah. Oh, Giggling man. gaggle of. Oh, now I'm being judged. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Oh. That's hard. Yeah. Today we have. I'm Colin. Dana. And also we have an amazing special guest today. You might have seen him on the big screen in the documentary Wordplay and a five time champion winner of the American Crossword uh, Puzzle Tournament and Crossword Puzzle Creator, Tyler Hinman. Hello. Great Woo! to be here. Yay. Yay. Hey. The word expert. Oh, now we actually have a real expert in the a, house. A bona fide right. expert. Burn okay. on Colin. Well, <laughs> <laughs> at least in crosswords. <laughs> it's under six letters, I'm golden. Take it there? <laughs> I know. And I, I guess you don't have to be uh, Sherlock Holmes to figure out that the topic of the week is going to be on words and crosswords and, and all of that stuff. So word nerds rejoice. Um, <laughs> but I do have a quick starter question and I came across this uh, via Twitter actually. So a lot of celebrities, they have fan groups and they have names for their fan groups right. and some of them sound pretty dumb. Right. I yes, mean, they do. Lady Gaga has her, her little monsters, um, which, you know, it seems very fitting. There's also uh, Justin Bieber fans are believers. The, the believers. Yeah. For better right. Right. Yeah. Believers. Now, they came up with that themselves, right? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know if, like, these are fed. Or yeah. media creations. It's like grassroots, I think. They're like jokes. You never yeah. really know where they Twihards come from. Twihards. Right. Twilights, yeah. yeah. Believers belong to all of us. Believe. <laughs> There's also a, a Prince Harry has Harry Chasers. Yeah, that <laughs> one, sounds a little. It makes me cringe. It sounds so dirty. The Harry Chasers. Those the are those worst, are the... worst bar drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harry, Be Harry and a Harry Chaser. So I'm thinking, like, you know, what if we had famous historical figures? What would their fan group names be? If if you know it exists, right? <laughs> the, the stupid one I came up with is a. Uh, one of my heroes, because I'm a math nerd, uh, Benoit Mandelbrot uh -huh. of the Mandelbrot Fractal. Sure, of course. Sure, sure. Uh, Household name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mandelbrot Fractal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mandel Bros. Nice. That's good. Or uh, if, they're, that. if they're females, they can be fractalettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I am crushing this fractal. <laughs> yo, dude. Yo, brah. Hey, brah. This Mandel Bros, man. Mandel Bra. Mandel Bros for life. I'm always more of a Serpinski guy. Ooh, I know Serpinski as well. His triangle and his carpet. Yes, indeed. Words, people. Keep it to words. <laughs> so what about you guys? Do you guys have any uh, historical fan group names that's equally well, as dumb as mine? Well, this is pretty bad. Like, if you're a fan of Thomas Edison, I know we talked about him before and how he was a butt, right. butt Edison, but... They could, they could be like Ed Heads. Ed Heads. <laughs> Ed, heads. Ed Heads. I, the only one, I was just, I, I went for the, uh, just like the pun angle. All I could think of is like Eiffel, you know, Eiffel. Uh, if you're a fan of Eiffel, you could be the Eiffel Lutons. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that is cool. I gotta follow that. Yeah. I got a few here. If you're a 
uh, if you're a fan of St. Paul's Cathedral and the architecture thereof, you'd be a Christopher Wren enthusiast. Oh, oh. Wren enthusiast, that's and, good. Uh, if you are a defender of an accused Soviet spy, you'd be an Alger aficionado. Oh, <laughs> and uh, of course, so uh, nerdy. I love it. those who enjoy the work of a 19th century French author take their cue from the 16th century French Protestants and call themselves the Hugo Nuts. Hugo <laughs> Nuts. I feel like that's something. It yeah. Be something. Yeah. Go get You'll that be, don't know. Hugo Nuts for the Hugo Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Is Hugo Nuts.com taken? We'll yeah. Check that out. Hugo Nuts for Hugo Nuts. <laughs> oh, marketing. So good. All right. Here we go. Let's start the show with our general trivia segment, which is Pop Quiz Hot Shot. All right, everybody get your barnyard buzzers ready. Here we go. All right. And the first question, Blue Wedge, what state is home to Mall of America? Oh, that was Tyler. I believe that would be Minnesota. Correct. Yep. On the board. Mall there. of America calls itself a city within a city. It's nuts. <laughs> I mean, and like, you know, the, when the weather's inclement, you could literally spend your entire day in there. I bet people really? do. Oh, oh yeah. I bet people oh, yeah. you can. Man, that's a, I don't know if that's a great day yeah, or I don't a know horrible day. <laughs> Pink Wedge. Name three of the four types of cars mentioned in Blondie's Rapture. Oh. I will just place my buzzer down on it. <laughs> Man, I'm just trying to run through it in my mind right now. Okay. Fab Five Freddy. You can sing uh, out the song I if you want. I am not going to embarrass yes. all of us. No, I'm not going to embarrass it. all of us. We can edit it's it fine. out. It's fine. I won't be embarrassed, Colin. Uh, I cannot remember them. It is Cadillac, Lincoln, Mercury, and Subaru. Subaru. Wow. Okay. That's a good one. We only need three out of the four. Yellow Wedge. What human rights organization was founded in 1961 after two students were imprisoned for seven years for drinking a toast to justice? Hmm. Colin. Was it Amnesty International? Correct. Very nice. nice. And we have Purple Wedge. All right. What Italian author claims to have a personal library of 50,000 books? Italian author. Mm. Colin. Calvino. Incorrect. Mm. Any takers? <laughs> Machiavelli? <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Tyler. I will name an Italian author. Dante. <laughs> Incorrect. Oh, it is Umberto Eco. Oh, oh the, the other one. That is, real, that is particularly embarrassing because he is in crosswords all the all time. All the time because uh, yeah, of his yeah, last name. I, I, I am shamefaced. <laughs> that fact okay. does not come up, however. Okay. Well, now you can write a new clue. There you go. Yeah. Green Wedge Science. In what part of your body might the nurse hear crackles, Ronkey, or sorry, Ronkai, or Strider? And I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce Ronchi. It is uh, spelled R-H-O-N-C-H-I. Tyler? Yeah. Uh, it sounds like bronchi, so I'm going to say the lungs. Correct. Hey. Oh, yeah, nice. good bit of deduction Slight redemption. Good job, yeah. brain. <laughs> good job, brain. Orange Wedge Sports. Yes. Where did NFL quarterback Jim McMahon play college football? Oh. Colin. Uh, was it uh, Miami? Incorrect. Mm. Hmm. The only McMahon I know are wrestling with me. The dude from like, Public Clearinghouse where they played, played football. college football. <laughs> it's a religious school. Guessing Notre Dame? Incorrect. Ah. Mm. 
Loyola? <laughs> no, it's a big religious school. Oh, you guys. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, it is a Brigham B- Young. BYU. Oh, yeah, yeah. BYU. Of course. Dope. And uh, we also have our Kickstarter backer questions as well. First mm-hmm. one is from Mr. Todd Companion from Silver Spring, Maryland. And his question is, what is the fundamental basis of the metric system? As in, what are all those units like meter, gram, and liters derived from? Uh, I don't suppose it's 10. You know, <laughs> that, was, that would be my guess because it's you know decimal based on 10. But it is not. Think bigger. Okay. 100. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't know if this is what he's getting at, but aren't they based on uh, fundamental like wavelengths of frequencies of light under certain temperatures and conditions? You are correct. Okay. It is the speed of light and water because mm-hmm. light defines the length and therefore volume, fixed volume of water defines mass. Right. And, and I, be- yeah. I believe that before that they were based on set, there were rods. There were like official reference rods of metal that lived in the standards office and <laughs> they updated them. I mean, Just it, in was, a pile? it was, it was yeah. like, yeah, 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 that's around here somewhere. <laughs> These little sticks. <laughs> um, and Mr. Todd, oh, oh <laughs> accidental buzz. Uh, Mr. Todd Companion is a standardization nerd. So that's his oh, question. Nice. And he's right. also had many careers such as in science and education, rocket science, law enforcement, um, but he feels like he should have been, become a fireman. That's that awesome. was his dream when he was five. Awesome. And Thanks, our Todd. second Kickstarter question is from Gian Cruz from San Francisco. And this is related to our actually our, our topic of the week. Okay. What is the only word in the English language that is solely derived from Tagalog, the native language oh. of the Philippines? Oh, nice. Only word. One of those things I feel like I've heard oh. and have not retained. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm just thinking about lumpia. (laughs) (laughs) It is boondocks. Ah. And hence, boonies, Uh rural areas, Tagalog for boondock, B-U-N-D-O-K, meaning mountain. I like that. That's a good one. I like it too. The interesting fact about Mr. Cruz is that if there was a sport that involved catching food in his mouth from a long distance, he would be the world champion. Ooh, YouTube. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've already that, been held on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. That sounds like a wager, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Picks or it didn't happen. Have ever seen the Blue Man Group? I mean. Oh, yeah! That's his new career, there you go. Blue Man Group. I've seriously yeah. injured my teeth trying to catch an M&M at distance. Those really? things. Oh, I mean, you get it like square yeah. on the tooth, it can oh, really yeah. hurt. It hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the peanut ones. Ruthless. Yeah. All right. Good job, everybody's brains. Uh, segue into our topic of this week, which is words. Ten thousand words swarm around my head. Ten million more in books written beneath my bed. I wrote or read them all when searching in the swarm. Still can't find how. Um, well, obviously, the topic of words and puzzles and, you know, or of the English language is pretty vast. I'd say it's pretty vast. Yeah. Um, so we're choosing. <laughs> we're not going to cover it all. No, not everything. We're Hard gonna, bark. <laughs> we're going to choose some of our favorite subjects and hopefully we'll maybe do another episode in the future covering uh, other stuff, interesting things about words. And to start it off, I have a quick, weird vocabulary quiz. Oh, boy. Oh. We can buzz, but everybody has to give me an answer. Okay. All right. So almost like round robin. Multiplay. Multiplay. All right, here we go. Name a non-proper name word that uses two consecutive A's. 
non Yeah. Did you uh, just say yeah, it? I, I said think one. I just said one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say aardvark. 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 Oh, do we have to come up with oh, new yeah, ones? Oh, with a different one. Not, oh, I thought, okay, game over. Well done. Uh, <laughs> crap. All right. So another word with two consecutive A's. Um, wow. Tyler, you can keep on oh, going. I, I, can, I, can, I, can I sweep yeah, the dude, board here? Yeah, exactly. Sure. You, you can go for Yeah, just go I two just more. Make it official with the buzz here. Um, would non be one? The, no. Uh, okay. okay. Non. Nice. Nice. Party. <laughs> uh, I believe it's pronounced parte. Yeah. No, I, I have consecutive A's in my <laughs> Party. Other possible answers. Uh, in addition to aardvark, there's also aardwolf. Oh, yeah. Aardwolf. Yeah. That and, cool. and the plural version, aardwolves. There's also uh, the monetary unit of Finland, which is marka. Oh, yeah. Uh, the easy one would be ba, as right. in sheep. Uh, or ah, uh, A-A-H is a word. Ah uh, is, is a word. And even just A-A yep. is a word. Um, I and I, said that Scrabble. One no, yep. this from Scrabble. And it actually means uh, cindery lava. Mm. And it's Hawaiian. Mm. So a lot of these words are also Hawaiian. Another one. Name another word that uses two consecutive eyes. Skiing. Correct. Yeah. Any other takers? Tyler? I will say radii. Radii, nice. yes. Also acceptable. Nice, nice. Dana, you're last. <laughs> this is great for me because I don't have to come up with any of these. <laughs> oh, it's a proper. I'm thinking Hawaii. Um, Taxiing. Uh, right. Also uh, right, good. right, right. Name a word that has consecutive U's. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We all want the first yeah. one. Yeah. Vacuum. Duh. Vacuum. Colin. Continuum. That was very um, good. There goes my second one. And uh, <laughs> let's see. Equus? No, that's a, that's a play. Ooh. I like it. I like yeah. Equus, though. Uh, let's think. There's got to be... There's some cheater words. Cheater words? Oh, well... Okay, so... Ultra, Moomoo. Ultra, Moomoo. Yes! Oh, yeah! yeah! Under the water! Death death. Well done. Well done. Good job. <laughs> nice. Uh, and that has two sets of them, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Double points. Double points, yeah. Ultra vacuum is also... Oh. Stop. Yeah, Stop. that's that's a little... Sub-vacuum? Yeah. <laughs> Moomoo vacuum. <laughs> Three yeah. sets. Which is on the Moomoo yeah. vacuum continuum. <laughs> We're just making our own portmanteau <laughs> words here. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> Okay. What is that? I want to know more. That's actually the next question is okay. name me a portmanteau word, which is two words squished together to make a new word. Tyler. How about smog? Smog. Smoke and fog, right? Yes, indeed. Mm, right. S'more. <laughs> S'more is not. Is it? I don't know. Smooth and... Some more. No, I don't know. Some more. <laughs> Colin? Uh, I've got one uh, related to what we talked about a couple weeks ago, which is electrocution, which was a combination oh. of electrical execution. Data. <laughs> I'm not sure. Nope. <laughs> there, there, there are plenty, actually. But rockumentary oh, is a good one. Oh, that's mockumentary, a good one. too. Mockumentary. And mockumentary, right, right. Brangelina. <laughs> Tomcat. Right, absolutely. Uh, my favorite word has to be portmanteau word would have to be bodacious. Oh yeah. What? I, what? It's what the turtles say, huh. but um, it is not. It is uh, bold and audacious. Ah. Okay. Bodacious. Yeah, yeah. All right, and our last vocab quiz question: Name me a palindrome word. Palindrome being you can read uh, forward and backwards the same way. Tyler? How about race car? Race car. Very good. That's my Classic. favorite one. Oh, man. Uh... Come on, you guys. Uh, uh... <laughs> Pop. 
<laughs> low hanging fruit there. <laughs> Mom, Dad, Sis. Those are palindromes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Taught there. Yeah, fine. You get what yeah. I'm I was trying to go for like the long ones. You should have yeah, put yeah. a word. Well, yeah, I should have put like, a, like a five letters. Or well, more. I was thinking oh. of all the sentence palindromes that I know, and I just yeah. kind of blank. Like, Kayak, level, oh, yeah. rotor. Yeah. Oh, rotor. Yeah. My personal rotor. favorite one is um, the fear of palindromes, which is, of course, ibophobia. <laughs> spelled A-I. Oh, nice. Yeah. That is you got awesome. <laughs> so uh, I am a I'm a huge giant giant crossword fan. Um, I'm not very good at it. And yeah, I try to solve the New York Times and the, the Onion ones almost every day. And Tyler here, who is not only a champ in solving them, you also write them from time to time. Yeah. Mm. And I actually did some of your puzzles before. And I want to ask you, like. Give, give me a brief history of crossword puzzles. Yeah. Oh, well, we're coming up on the uh, 100th anniversary, actually, of the crossword. It was first appeared in December of 1913 Whoa. in uh, the New York world. Is there going to be a party? Um, there is going to be a book. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, an editor named Peter Gordon, who does really good work, is calling out constructors to make a, just a book for a, basically tribute to the crossword puzzle on its that 100th anniversary. Cool. That is cool. I would have guessed it was older, yeah, than, than yep. 100 years. Yeah. Good bar bet there. Yeah. Uh, 100 years. When it came out, was it just kind of like a giant fad that like swept the whole nation? Or was it kind of a highbrow? Uh, and it, it, was, it was a fad once upon a time. It was a little before my time. but uh, <laughs> uh, 100 I, I, years I, ago. Yeah. I remember reading... Um, um, like on a train, they would supply dictionaries for travelers who had right. crossword puzzle books to pass the time. Oh. And the train would just supply them with, I guess, cheating material. <laughs> <laughs> I came, yeah, I mean, I came across, I knew we were going to talk about crosswords, and I came across something, it just seems so funny to me. There was an article that, about worrying about the panic of, you know, people storming libraries and commandeering dictionaries and encyclopedias <laughs> just for the purpose of filling in the puzzles. And, you know, the, the tone when of the editorial what? what are we yeah. going to do when people who are there to use the library for normal reasons can't have access to these reference books? And I'm like, I feel like I, that's awesome to have all these yeah. people going to libraries to solve puzzles. If that's the thing you're complaining about on your op-ed pages, yeah, I know. You've got... <laughs> they can look 90 years into the future. I think libraries should be happy for the attention. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They'd be happy to be fending people off. <laughs> so, like, when you when you create a crossword puzzle, like, how does it start? I mean, and for a lot of people who, who aren't big crossword fans, the bigger crossword puzzles, they have four or six very long clues. And usually they're themed. Yeah. Um, they can usually they're like a, a kind of a play on words. You work around that. Like, what what is your process, Tyler? Um, well, first I have to come up with a theme, which for me is kind of the biggest stumbling block for me. It's it's hard to come up with a theme that you haven't seen before. You know, doing as many puzzles as I've done over the years, and to come up with something you think solvers are going to like, and that will work in a grid and. We'll just we'll just be entertaining and can be executed well. Uh, so if I come up with one of those, you gotta get gotta get your theme entries going because uh, if you weren't aware, uh, all crossword puzzles, you know, in the in the main markets, almost all of them have 180 degree rotational symmetry. Right, right. So you turn right, the grid upside down, black squares look exactly the same. So if you have a 10 letter theme answer, you need another 10 letter theme answer. Uh, right. And you can have one that's an odd length that can go in the center, but uh, other than that, you need you need them to pair off somehow, and sometimes that's a that's a stumbling block. I never mm. noticed that. The oh. symmetry? I didn't. <laughs> I always noticed it. I didn't know if it was just a convention or if it was, I mean, if there was something in designing the puzzles or solving the puzzles that made it easier. It's just more or... beautiful. It, it is. is. It's true. That, that's is that true. That's the reason. Yeah, it's it's more attractive and it's just the way it's always been done. Yeah. yeah. It's a good limitation, though. I, I feel Absolutely. like that, that is part of the challenge, too. Right, right. Because, yeah, I can... I can make my own crossword puzzle. It's just going to take like six pages and it's like all branching Karen, there's out. no black squares here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is this? 
And one of the things I want to ask you, Tyler, is like, what what are some of the limitations? Like, can you can you put gross things in? Your, like, <laughs> like you can you obviously cannot put curse words, can you? You you cannot unless you hide them on a diagonal and the editor is lazy. Uh, <laughs> I I would never sneaky. do such a thing, of course. He's I winking at us right now. Never. Yeah. That, is, that is false. Character I mean, assassination look here. Look for puzzles by Tyler. There's <laughs> bad words in them. So, but that must be like a fun thing in the crossword community, right? Like the little Easter eggs, or it's like. Um, uh, it, I mean, I, I joke. Those those really don't come up very often. Just puzzle construction is hard enough. I mean, right. one of the reasons I really like yeah. contributing to the Onion, I'm one of eight people that makes uh, the Onion's uh, weekly crossword. So I'm in there every two months or so. Is we can get away with, uh, with uh, not not maybe not so much on the grid, and you know we definitely don't overdo it. But in the clues, there's definitely a lot of uh, there's we, some we racist stuff. With, Irreverent. We can get away with some PG-13 stuff at yeah. least. Right, so it's right, it's right. a lot more fun that way. And you'll see a lot of the same thing and uh, some alt weeklies run a crossword and that'll have some that'll have some PG-13 material as well. And that's those are fun to do sometimes. What was probably your your proudest answer or clue ever? <laughs> the clue that sticks out. I mean, I've cluing tends to me a lot of constructors really like it. I really don't. I see mm. it as kind of a nuisance because I finished the grid, I've done the hard part. And now it's like, oh, now I got 78 clues to write or 76 or mm. however yeah. many words are in my puzzle. If Particularly if you're writing a harder puzzle, you want to get creative and challenging. So it's going to challenge the solvers but still be fair and they'll have a nice little moment when they get it. Rather than just saying, oh, I guess that's it. Okay. <laughs> but um, one I wrote was, um, it's uh, eight letters. And my clue was uh, bars for a cell. Bars for a cell. S-E-L-L-C-E-L-L. Uh, C-E-L-L. Bars uh, for a cell. Eight letters. Membrane? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, membrane mm-hmm. or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, membrane. Well, there is a question mark on it. Oh, okay. So, so there's some wordplay as a foot in this little cleverness here. Membrane is eight. I'm going to go with membrane. I like that. It's also wrong. It's not clever. It's not clever enough. It has to be... It is. It's the thing that goes around a cell. Around a cell. It has to be something like a pub. Yeah, or a pub. A me bar. <laughs> oh no made up words in puzzles. <laughs> yeah. Okay, give it, give it to us. All right. Well, bars for a cell. Of course, your mind immediately goes to prison because those are, you know, yeah. prison bars. But mm-hmm. that's not all what you want. The answer is actually ringtone, as in bars of music that are on your oh! cell phone. Oh! Oh! Ringtone. So that's smart. That's, that's probably the best that's one good. I've written in, that's good. in some like time. That. Yeah. That's that's all I have written down. So the, the one I remember uh, the, the most from Tyler is um, the, the the whole theme of the puzzle is the long words. They're kind of like sayings, but you have to add an extra letter in front of the two words. Mm-hmm. So there are pairings. They're like blank and blank, and you uh, have to add a, another letter. And I think the clue was something like being annoying in the magic forum question mark, <laughs> and it was trick trolling uh, yeah like rick rolling and trick that's trolling. so many levels going on there. oh yeah. i was so happy that's when i so, solved it i was so happy you must be that's an cool. internet person to get that yeah one. that's yeah. i mean that was obviously for the onion that's the sort of thing i don't think would really fly in the mm. new york times or another conventional venue because yeah. you know maybe the average new york times reader doesn't really know what rick rolling is but right right the, i think yeah. the average onion reader is perhaps more likely to to get that that's so. good i mean you must when you're coming up with these you must just randomly have some clues that come to you you know in the shower or on the train you're like oh i gotta say that for a puzzle or something right uh from time to time i've been having those thoughts lately more with uh cryptic crossword clues which is another Ooh. altogether different beast of a puzzle and that clues in that puzzle are their answers are clued two ways each clue is two halves basically there's the normal kind of conventional normal crossword clue. clue and it's kind of welded together with a second clue that uses wordplay uh, but it's all kind of crunched together into a scent into a phrase that makes sense on the whole and you just kind of figure out the dividing point and what order they're in Wow. Like each step is a puzzle, yeah. If you if you get an email from me in my signature I have uh bank tellers beginning to come back for me. 
And that's a cryptic crossword clue for my name, Tyler, because bank is rely. Teller's beginning is T, T. beginning of Teller. And then coming back, rely T reversed is Tyler, and then me is just the normal portion of the clue. Oh my God, that's so many levels. That's so time intensive to generate. I've I've never made an entire cryptic crossword. It's just really, really hard to clue well. Wow. Hmm. Okay, so um, Tyler, I know you have prepared a quick crossword clue quiz. Oh, that was good alliteration. Ooh, nice. yeah. uh, Write that down. <laughs> and yay, this this way I can play too. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, I'm kind of presenting these in sets, and you'll kind of uh, see where I'm going with this. All right. Hopefully. So crossword ease is a, is a quick uh, primer here. They're words that you may not encounter very much in real life, but you have to know them to be good at crosswords because they have very handy letter combinations. They're short, vowels, common consonants, that sort mm. of thing. So here, here we go. Blank SSO, Canadian gas brand. Is it S-O? It is. E-S-S-O. Blank S-S-O. Blank Buco. Veal dish. Oh. Uh, also. Yes, correct. Yeah. A lot of, you'll, if you're doing a lot of crosswords, you'll find that a lot of these have several letters in common. Uh, right, if you right. can't differentiate between them in your head, uh, then you might have a difficult time. Here's, here's, another, here's another pair. Uh, blank G-E-E. Author James. Uh, Aggie? A-G? Yes, that's, it is an A, correct. And blank G-E-E. A curved molding. Oh, I see this. Oh, wait. Oops. Now I'm... Take a guess. It's, it's not going to be like a Q, so you're... <laughs> it's an O? It is an O. OG, yes. OG. Oh, I don't know that. A curved molding, like architectural? Yeah, it's, it's, it's S-shaped, yes. It's uh, O-G-E-E. Yes, that, that oh, one's very handy. That's a good one. All right, how about this one? O blank O E, a double reed instrument. Oboe. Yes, yeah. that's correct. That comes in all the time. <laughs> that it does. And it, it's, it's one you're, you might encounter in real life, but this one maybe not so much. O blank O E, an Indian tribe of Nebraska and Oklahoma. Oh, darn it. I was about to say Ohlone, but no. Uh, no. Um, I would just be guessing if I did. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. just put in letters. I would letters just put a random letter and, and hope know. I was right. <laughs> well, that's why you have the crossing, uh, right? Olo? It is not an L, sorry. <laughs> Oho? Nope, sorry. Okay. It is a T. The Oto tribe. And you sometimes see that without the E, so it's very handy. Oh, O-T-O. Yeah. And this one can really, this is one you really want to get straight in your head because you'll see why. Blank R A L, a disappearing C. Ural? Yeah. Ah, yeah, see, that's the trap. Oh. Uh, <gasps> so it's, it's not, not Ural. It's, it's not Ural. Oh, that's what I was going to say. A disappearing C. Disapp- hmm. uh, that one's an A, the Errol C. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, blank R A L, the Eurasian mountain range. Ural, yeah! Ural. Where is the Errol C? Do we, is that... uh, I think it's. I'm not Google. sure about that. It's, 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 it's the, on the exact Google location is typically too long for a crossword clue. I mean, that's the fact people like to use that it's it's a, it's shrinking. So that's kind of Got an it. interesting clue. fact that. So I better go look now use. before it's gone. <laughs> all right, let's try this uh, trio now. Mm. Okay. The next three are all going to be E blank N E. All right. And these are all very handy in crosswords. E blank N E. Yes. Okay. A German article. Oh. Uh. Eine. Yes. I E I N E. Same pattern. A sea eagle. E-E-R-N-E? That's it. Urn, yes. Urn. That's another one that's frequently spelled out the E, just E-R-N sometimes. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Like Bird. turn like turn and urn. Turn and urn, yeah. both very common. Scrabble word. Absolutely. Yeah. And this uh, the last member of the trio, one of the quintessential examples of crossword E's, is an E-blank-N-E, an Anglo-Saxon laborer. If you don't solve crosswords, it's not likely you know this one. Because I've literally never seen it in my life outside of crosswords. Whoa. Pass. Pass. <laughs> no, no shot? Okay. No. 
Uh, it's Esne, E-S-N-E. That is. E-S-N-E. And you can see how that would be, it's four letters, very common letters. Very, yeah. You can just stick it in like the bottom row of a crossword and it's all nice it's like letters. like the most common with. letters, yeah. Right, right, But right. modern instructors do try to avoid that. They're like, oh, no one really, that's. We, yeah, we that's tr- the thing. Do, do like, uh, obviously these are really handy as, as word fillers, but are, are there a lot of crossword uh, creators who, who, who try to stray from, I wouldn't say cheating, but like this common Words stuff. that you only see in that venue. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the philosophy behind modern crosswords is they really should reflect as much as possible just how people speak. Yeah. Mm. So like a word like esne or something might be in the dictionary, but you don't really want to use it as a nice word that a lot of people are using but isn't in the dictionary would be perfectly good for a crossword because it's just a nice, fun thing to see in a grid where it hasn't been there before. Yeah. In fact, if you're making a themeless puzzle, which is a wide open uh, puzzle, which doesn't have a theme, it has lots of chunky white space and lots of long answers to compensate and typically very hard clues. Sometimes those will get started like at one across or somewhere else with a word that, uh, or a phrase that has never, just has never been in crosswords before. Mm. And it might contain a Q or a Z or something as a bonus because those are always fun to work in you don't want e's and s's and r's just yeah exactly flooding the entire grid it's almost like unfun (laughs) how about how about an how about a set of eight here to finish things off all right all right all these are blank ra start with an easy one here a block of time Uh, era pretty much everybody yeah okay uh blank la la a refrain from a song tra la la tra la la yes that's uh lyricist gershwin ira ira is correct two cups And one girl? <laughs> no, you're thinking along the right lines. Oh, oh yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I just thought of it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, blank pronobis, which means pray for us. Oh, uh, um, uh, oh, I've heard this in the Latin phrase list before. Pra. It's not pra. Yeah. <laughs> is it ara? A-R? It's not a? an A, sorry. Hmm. What is it? It is aura. Or, or a. A. Oh. And of course, you'll also see man blank mouse. And the reason they don't say, are you a man yeah. blank mouse is because A is in the clue. So a lot of times you'll just see the ellipsis, man blank right, mouse. Right, it'll, right. Be, it'll be a little two-letter two little partial there. Or A. Let's see. Uh, a married Malaga woman, for short. Malaga? Oh, Senora. Senora, which uh, is yeah. SRA. SRA. Extremely handy. Nice, nice, nice. Group that's packing. Another abbreviation here. NRA. NRA. Oh, nice. I was going to say bra. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. Yeah. Nice. Maybe we can put them next to each other. It's not an abbreviation, though. <laughs> and uh, I think the last one I have on the list here is Coach Parsegian of the aforementioned Notre Dame. Uh, era. Era is correct. That's the ARA. ARA. Oh. And I believe, I believe it's also a constellation. Very. Yeah. That was good. Cool. I love that. That was good. So Lots handy. more where that yeah. came from. <laughs> yeah. Man. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile ups. Ugh. The joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. 
Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. I actually learn a lot of words through crosswords. Um, The ones I always will always carry with me is a... Tarn, T-A-R-N, oh, yes. uh-huh. which is a mountain lake, uh-huh. and Obi, which is the belt. Oh, yeah. Kimono. yeah. Oh, right. I know Absolutely. that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, that shows up so much. Not to be confused with the Off-Broadway Award, the Obi. The Obi, yeah. yeah. O-B-I-E. And certainly not to be confused with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but it is spelled the same yes, way. Yes, it is. So Blank one. Yeah, yeah. I see that from yes. time to time. Or the Club Obi-Wan from the uh, uh, Indiana Jones movie. What? Yeah. That I've never in seen. In the second movie. So, uh, what is that? Temple of Doom, right? Yeah. Um, so when the it Asian opens, Club? Yeah, in Shanghai. The name of the club is the Club Obi-Wan. And that was kind of their little in-joke. Uh. Hmm. Cool. Well, let's take a quick break from all the the word nerdery here, <laughs> and let's share a quick trick of memorizing some stuff. We got our uh, today's mnemonic will Woo! help you yeah. memorize the biological classification uh, taxonomy order. And uh, most people are familiar with with genus and, and species, right? right? Like right. Homo erectus. Um, but what about all the other ones above genus? Yeah. Daniel Fight wrote in, and this is something that he learned from TV Funhouse. And, and what are they? Yeah. Are you going to give us what they are yes. first? Okay. So they are from large to small. We have kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. Right. And you can add one more for subspecies, but eh, that's, that's <laughs> easy enough to remember. Um, so Daniel suggested something that he learned from TV Funhouse is a little bit racy, which is Please come over for gay sex. And, Watch my pearls. Ooh, ooh, but that leaves geez. out the kitty K. That does leave the K. So I modified it in the spirit of Hollywood gossip these days. <laughs> uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West uh, had a tryst of some sort. Oh, boy. And so, <laughs> oh, so I modified it, adding the kingdom in front. So it's Kanye... Please come over for great sex. <laughs> so I wonder very... what the portmanteau there is. <laughs> K- Kimye. Like, Kim- like, yeah. Kimye. <laughs> like Kanye needs one more thing to go to his head. Is that he's got yeah, yeah people all over the nation yeah memorizing Kanye. Please come over for great sex. <laughs> and there are a lot of other mnemonics floating here and there, including there's one which is uh, King Philip Chases Old Fat Girl Scouts. <laughs> I like that, <laughs> that one. That funny. I like that Featuring one. Featuring Chris Hansen. <laughs> exactly. You could, you could what are you doing here, King Philip? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Chris Hansen from Dateline. <laughs> no, don't write it down. I just want to chat. <laughs> so you like Girl Scout cookies, do you? <laughs> she said she was going to get some lemonade. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> just wanted some Samoas. <laughs> Some tagalongs. <laughs> oh, so. that's good. I, I could never remember that one. I always remember kingdom and then genus and species. And yeah, I, it was always yeah. I know all of them. I just don't know them in order. So you know, we have two mnemonic for you all to right. choose from. Kanye, please come over for great sex. Or King Philip chases old fat Girl Scouts. Yeah. Equally <laughs> disturbing. Yeah, all very disturbing. It's good uh, imagery. Not endorsed by either Kanye West or the Girl Scouts of America. <laughs> please don't or sue King us. Philip. <laughs> yeah, or King Philip. Or King Philip. Well, he's dead. He's a state, yeah. yeah. All right, let's jump back into our uh, word topic. I want to ask everybody 
for their uh, favorite weird word and etymology. Mm. I mean, Dana has a whole bunch. We've seen from episode one, she introduced <laughs> us to scrumping. Um, mm. What are some of <laughs> other words you enjoy? <laughs> um, cats and jammer has nice. to do with um, being hungover. It's like, a... whoa, wait, cats and jam. Yeah. Like, like the cats and jammer. Jays? Yeah. It has to do like, with... are they cats and pajamas? Cat... Oh, that's a good image. It kind cats of relates that. So it's cats, cats and apostrophe jammers. <laughs> yeah, that's a good band name. Nice. No, all one word, right? It cats, is a band cats name. And cats, jammer. And, cats and jammer. Yeah, one word. It's like cats, as in cats, and then jammer is like a loud howling noise, and it's it's basically an idiom for being hungover. Like the cats. Are Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> I woke up cats and jammer. <laughs> I woke up at a cats and jammer yeah. after partying with the Mandel Bros last night. Yeah. <laughs> what was in that fractal, man? man dude, uh, <laughs> that stuff was recursive. <laughs> so, so nerdy. Oh, so my God. Oh, my. Um, my favorite, I have two favorite words, and one of them was kind of boring. But I really enjoyed the sounds of um, words that starts with B and U. Mm. So my two favorite words of all time, just because they sound funny, is uh, bungalow and budgie, as mm. in the bird. Mm. Those, are, those are good. So a bungalow is you know a type of house, and actually derived from India. And it was supposed to mean a, a kind of like a hovel or like a hut. Mm-hmm. But then it became like, oh, it sounds so exotic. Let's start naming with all the, the British you know, presence in India. Like, let's name mm. our houses with large verandas, bungalows. Right. Mm-hmm. And before it was Bengali, like a house that is in ah, Bengali style. In the style. Bengali style. Mm-hmm. And so it's bungalow. Ah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. It, does, it does definitely sounds better than hut. <laughs> or hovel. Hovel. Yeah. Unless you're calling a football play. Bungalow one. <laughs> Bungalow, Bungalow two. Dude, that's too long, man. <laughs> we go back to hovel. Um, I like. Yeah. I mean, I, it's. I also like certain words just because the way they sound. And I remember in uh, you know in school in our vocabulary quizzes we learned uh, lugubrious. That's one of my favorite words. So l- learning lugubrious, uh, which is just you know mournful or morose, and uh, it was just like we we had a little challenge among my friends to see if we could work that into sentences without people laughing and of course you can't <laughs> uh, but so yeah uh, lugubrious I looked it up the, uh, the etymology is from Latin lugubris from lugare meaning to mourn it sounds like something you would describe a toothpaste yeah like... it does I just I love the words that have the G and the B mm, lugubrious the yeah. stop being so lugubrious four to five dentists are mournful <laughs> <laughs> what about you Tyler um, I'm going to bring to you uh, if you haven't heard it yet this is um, Will Shorts's favorite word Will oh. Shorts being Ooh. the crossword editor of the New York Times and uh, he, uh, he, he always says this is his uh, favorite word I'm going to pass it on here the word is eucalagon Oh. That's U-C-A-L-E-G-O-N, and uh, that was the name of an elder of Troy whose house was set ablaze during the sacking of Troy, and now it means the ultra-useful term, a neighbor whose house is on fire. Oh, sure, <laughs> nice. sure, sure, sure. Not, not yeah. whose house has been set on fire. That's more general. Okay. It's easier yeah. to use. The conflagration <laughs> is sufficient. Yeah. So it's the person. Yes. You're describing the person yeah. whose yes. house. It sounds like Who a bath gel. Eucaligon. Yeah, Eucaligon, take me away. I have a gross word. I found a very awesome word. Go on. It's changed my life. We like gross things. All right. It's called snarge. <laughs> that snarge. has to be a discharge of some kind. He was, he, was, ah! he was the little character on Thundercats, right? Snarge. Snarf. Oh. Snarf. <laughs> snarf. Snarf. Yellow snarge right here. Yeah. Okay. So snarge is what happens when a plane and a bird come together. Oh! 
in it's not the, so harmonious terms, I trust. It's the bird smoothie part. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh dear. So I'm guessing. I'm just going to guess this word was named by pilots and, <laughs> it was, and not by the birds. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, it was named by people who work in museums and like have to prepare the birds for display. Uh, like they they just call it snarge. Everybody knows what it is, and they talk about snarge. 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 Is it a portmanteau word? A smoothie yeah. and <laughs> nasty. <laughs> Wait, no, what do you mean prepare Discharge. for display? What is, oh, there, nice. what is there left think, to display after I think when a bird hits a plane? Oh, so the airplane people got it from the museum people. And I think like when they're taxiderming the birds, oh, like man. all the squishy stuff. The squishy stuff. Snarge. Is snarge. snarge. Yeah. That's a now, does this one. include beaks or no? Those, <laughs> yeah. thrown, those thrown clear. The all right. All all of it. All, all Snafu of and discharge. Snarge. Nice. Oh, mm. that's good. I like it. That is good. I like wow, it. Wow, that, that is... That is pretty gross. So two episodes ago on our inventions show, we named Thomas Edison to be the a-hole of the, of the episode. <laughs> and today we have another a-hole of the episode. And Colin, since you're a master of talking about a-holes. <laughs> Thanks. Colin is very nice. <laughs> I, I, try to, I try to put a, a nice spin on everybody's you're story. Very, yeah. You're very neutral about it. Yeah. We're the ones who are overreacting. Yeah. Obviously. He's like, oh, he just happened to like kill all the people in the village. <laughs> you know? That could happen to anybody. As you do. So <laughs> We've all done that. So who's our a-hole of the episode? Well, you know, so uh, I want to talk about Noah Webster because uh, it seemed uh, very appropriate for a word episode. So, you know, we all know uh, Webster, certainly from Webster's Dictionary. Uh, his name is, and now the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, big part of our lives. Kind of a jerk. He, uh, you know, he was a very driven, passionate man. He was uh, active really uh, in a period after we were really trying to forge like an American identity. So th that was like his, his main goal was like America deserves its own identity, its own language, and really trying to separate from from British mm. and you know there were a lot of other people like that like you know Mark Twain and Benjamin Franklin I mean there were a lot of you know it was a, it was an admirable goal but he was just kind of a jerk I, I have this quote <laughs> here from the wonderful Bill Bryson again <laughs> I'll just I'll just start off with this quote Noah Webster was by all accounts a severe correct humorless religious <laughs> temperate man who was not easy to like even by other severe religious temperate <laughs> humorless people <laughs> a provincial school teacher and not very successful lawyer. He was short, pale, smug, and boastful. Ooh. So that's wow. like, I'm afraid of those things. A lot of bad words all strung. That seems to sentence. be sort of the general tone of what people have to say about him. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was not a nice guy. He he definitely believed that um, that English spelling uh, had to be shortened and simplified for huh. America before before he came along. Probably the most famous dictionary was Samuel Johnson's British Samuel Johnson's mm -hmm. Dictionary of English. But yeah, there's no doubt that the the Webster Dictionary was by far biggest thing to come along in American spelling and school teaching. You know, there had been a lot of spelling books before that, but he came out with his and originally in 1788. You know, one of the problems is that he appears to have just stolen liberally from other people. And, and he would just copy things wholesale and put them into his spelling book under, you know, this is my creation. Uh, you know, he claimed... Some people. <laughs> he like claimed, what? He claimed to invent the word demoralize. He claimed to invent appreciation and ascertainable, which... Lively words. Great yeah. words, but they all seem to be in the language for hundreds of years before he came along is the oh. problem. Yeah, he apparently... It's like a, almost like a charlatan. He's like fooling all the... I think he just... He really was into self-aggrandizement. 
<laughs> he he said, was just a jerk. He, just, he said it's, he could speak 23 languages, but apparently he couldn't. Um, he made up 14 of them. Some of them. <laughs> right. yeah. Websterian. Yeah. Yeah. Websterese. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, one of the things, you know, that he really tried to do is simplify spellings and pronunciations, which was which was good in a way. He wanted to... Standardization. He, yeah. Standardization. He was one of the first proponents of taking out the U, you know, in a lot of the oh, previous color. British spelling words, right? Yeah. So it's his fault. Yeah. Color flavor you know yeah. favor things like that uh, which I think was a good which was a good uh, decision but you know he also was responsible for taking out the I so we say aluminum in America mm-hmm. uh. British speakers will say aluminium and it's not just pronounced differently they they spell it differently, differently. Mm-hmm. they spell it with an I and it makes a lot mm-hmm. more sense when you think about potassium barium beryllium aluminium it's a lot more consistent that's so random that he uh, chose that he didn't one like thing. it he didn't like it and <laughs> So, you I know. love foil. I'm going to take the eye out. I'm going to keep all these so other eyes. That would be fall. Oh. Aluminum fall. <laughs> you know what? You get bored. You find artistry where you can. <laughs> bored being B-O-U-R-D, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, bored. not if you're watching. Yeah. You <laughs> he had some really strange pronunciations he proposed. He said that we should pronounce deaf, deef, nature as nader. Um, beauty, Ralph Nature. I know this will make. I know this will make Karen laugh. He said beauty should be pronounced booty. <laughs> For volume was volume, um, and he insisted. He insisted that what we call Greenwich and Thames yeah. be pronounced exactly as they're written. Greenwich, Greenwich and, and Thames. Thames. Yes. So makes it easier to read. He was yeah. quirky. Uh, you know, again, like the whole rule we have about splitting infinitives. You know, to boldly go, things like that. You know, that yeah. there's uh, supposedly you're not allowed to say that. You know, he was one of the proponents against that. Just because he didn't like it, there's 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 no rule for it. But his reasoning was you can't do it in Latin, so you can't do it in English. Oh, there is no rule. There is no rule. You can split infinitives all to your heart's content. People yes. shame oh, you man. when you do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna split the hell out of You're some like, infinitives later. Yeah. He was he was a big proponent of rules for the sake of rules because he liked them. He just sounds like kind of a. I mean, he, I wouldn't say he's an awful person, but he sounds kind no. of miserable. I, I wouldn't say he was necessarily an a hole, but he was persnickety for sure. Sounds like if he yeah. might be on the spectrum. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, you might be right. If you look up persnickety thing, yeah. he wrote, in the dictionary. <laughs> it's got his own picture there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. He should own it. He was an agitator. He, re- he wanted to get Congress to pass a law requiring simplified spelling to be the rule. That if you violated laws of simplified spelling, you could oh. be uh, thrown, in <laughs> thrown in jail or subject to fines. Where do you draw the line? I mean, maybe he would like text speak now too. Oh, like, I, pull he, out the vowels. Well, that's I the thing. Just... It's like he was awfully inconsistent in some ways. He uh, he was, as I say, he was a really religious guy. He wrote his own <laughs> his own censored version of the Bible. Um, censored version? But they yes. all did. Jefferson did too, right? So <laughs> in, in Webster's version of the Bible, Onan doesn't spill his seed he frustrates his purpose (laughs) (laughs) that is the best euphemism (laughs) what are you doing in there jimmy i'm frustrating my purpose go away If you frustrate your purpose, you're going blind. <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, yeah, and, what's another one? What's another one? I, I guess in the in this Bible, he also uh, referred to testicles as peculiar members. Oh, 
<laughs> and he apparently removed every mention of the female reproductive process. Women didn't have wombs, nothing. He just made no mention. They're Barbie of dolls. Yeah, yeah. They were just, just like, don't even worry about it. <laughs> he definitely did a lot for the language, despite being kind of prickly. And, you know, I think that the greatest irony of it all is that he wasn't really smart enough to make any money off of it. He sold, he didn't make the royalties. He sold the rights to his, to his dictionary outright. And so, you know, what we call the Merriam-Webster today has nothing to do with him whatsoever. Like the, the businessman, yeah. they bought, they essentially bought his name rights from, a, from his uh, grand nephew, I believe, a descendant of his. Should have gotten a yeah. biz dev guy. Yeah. Yeah. Merriam exactly. is rolling So he didn't in have it. a collaborator yeah. at all. He did not have a collaborator. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he certainly did have collaborators and people that he stole from. I mean, it, it's kind of well, telling. That's not really collaborator. Quote, unquote, yeah. collaborator. Yeah. <laughs> Special thanks to. They right. don't know they're collaborating. But certainly, you. no, lots of editors and co-authors. So, yeah. Man, all right. It's the end of the show. We have oh. a one more final quiz segment. And kind of in the spirit of everything, this quiz, well, the skill of translation is, is a very difficult task. So it's not just getting the words right. You know, a lot of times it's you need localization to get the context right. Uh. Nonetheless... Nothing makes us giggle more than oddly, not badly, oddly yes. translated things. <laughs> oh, yes. And so here I have a movie title translation quiz. Oh, okay. I like this. And right. you have to identify the American or, or English uh, movie by their strange literal translation from another country and another language. You'll be able to figure it out, like right. deduce. <laughs> all right. okay. all right. So it's not all out of left field. All right, let's start with something easy. Buzz in. This is from Argentina. And it's Vaseline. Vaseline. Oh, oh. is is Colin. it is it grease? <laughs> it is grease. <laughs> Called Vaseline, starring John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John in Vaseline. I want to see if they made it in that weird grease font. You know, I like if I had to did. spell out Vaseline. The product placement must have cost a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess grease lightning would be Vaseline lightning. Yeah. Go, lightning. go Vaseline lightning. Yeah. Lose its scansion there. All right. Uh, this one is from Mexico. It's called Pigs and Diamonds. Pigs in diamonds? Or pigs, pigs and pigs diamonds. and diamonds. Mexico. Huh. It's a British film. Oh. Colin. Uh, uh, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Close. But no. Oh, the other one. Tyler. Would it, would it be Snatch then? The Correct. other one, right? Snatch. Oh, okay. What? Oh, hence the expression, as greedy as a pig. Pigs, because pigs also ate they, corpses yeah, they, in right. that movie. It's, it's I, I, explained in detail in the film. All right. This one is from Israel, and it's The Eighth Passenger 3. Sounds like a math problem. Colin. Passenger 57? No. <laughs> three denotes... Mm. The number of movie in a franchise. Oh, the eighth passenger, three. What is seven passengers? Uh, or eight passengers? Is it like one of the horror movies? Maybe it counts as horror. Final destination. Incorrect. Mm. Uh, it is aliens. Three. Oh, the uh, I guess the eighth passenger uh, would be the, the alien. Stowaway, yeah. <laughs> okay, this one is from <laughs> Italy. Please do not touch the old women. Tyler Cocoon Incorrect It's a musical It is The Producers Oh I guess name of Mel Brooks Right That's probably what I would have said Okay And let's do From Japan 
I'm drunk and you're a prostitute. Could be anything. <laughs> Pretty woman? Incorrect. Ah. Colin? Leaving Las Vegas? Correct. Nice. Uh, <laughs> which, <laughs> a lot of these... So charming. Like, very matter of fact. It, it is. It's very direct. Like, <laughs> Much le- like Pretty Woman was, I'm rich and you're a prostitute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the last one is a little bit hard to figure out, but I'm sure you guys will get there. It's in Chinese. It's Excitement 1995. Excitement 1995. Mm. One of uh, the top movies on IMDb. I think we need more hints. It, it is. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> it is Shawshank Redemption. Oh, That's, what? Excitement. I was going to say that. I was going to say that, that too. Top, but no it doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, the, th- the thing is, the funny thing is that this one I left for last because I grew up Knowing this, I, I, I grew up with Excitement 99.5, thinking that's a name. Think back on it. It is really hard to localize Shawshank Redemption sure. in, mm-hmm. into Chinese. Sure. I guess you can do like Breakaway from Prison or some sort right, of that. But right. like, it's just I think they're trying to market the movie as as kind of like an epic and, and less of a... Of <laughs> a epic. They're like, you should just see it. Don't even yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. it. It's, it's exciting. It's yeah. exciting. It came out this year. It's got sand and Morgan Freeman. Go see yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It's got poop. <laughs> lots and lots of Miles poop. Miles of poop. <laughs> All right. And that is the last question. And that is our show. All right. Thank you guys for joining me today. Thank you, Tyler. Oh, special Tyler. Guest. What, a, Tyler. what a joy. Yeah. What a joy expert and uh thank you guys the listeners uh, for listening and hope hopefully now you have some good ammo for solving that next crossword puzzle in the newspaper and we're on uh itunes and we're on zoom marketplace and we're also on our site which is goodjobbrain.com so thank you everybody Thanks. Bye. 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 jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.